From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. It is 13 minutes to 10 here on Newcastle Live. It was a very, very big day yesterday for two absolute institutions here in Newcastle and the Hunter with the proposed merger of the Newcastle Permanent and the Greater Bank being given the go-ahead. It was... uh, a great, great move. It was a majority majority vote, which uh, would have been something that uh, my next two guests would have been very, very pleased about. Joining me in the studio now is uh, Jeff Ether, who is the chair of the Newcastle Permanent. Good morning. Morning, Tracy. And uh, Wayne Russell, who's the chair of the Greater Bank. Good morning. Morning, Tracy. You two have uh, big smiles on your face this morning. Look at you both. Bleary eyes, but yeah. big smiles. Big smiles. <laughs> it's been a long campaign. I mean, I, I spoke with uh, with you guys initially, what, 12 months ago. We initially yep. talked about the MOU being, uh, being signed. We then had to go through the regulatory process. We then, obviously, you got the approval from the Treasurer. Um, you know, it, it was a long process, wasn't it? Well, it was, Tracy, and um, but you know, in highly regulated industries, particularly the financial services industry, um, there's a number of regulators that you have to deal with, and, and they have to just go through a process, and you know that that process just takes time. It does take time, and when you're talking about bringing to what have traditionally been to heavy opposition, you know, you, you guys fight it out locally. To bring you together, there obviously was some concern at, at the time from a lot of people. Um, do you think that concern has been addressed? Well, I think it has. I mean, if you look at the vote and the, the percentage of people who voted yes, I think, you know, any concerns that they had were just uh, just blown away, basically, yeah. by, the, by the success of the vote. Mm. And, you know, the one of the other things that the regulators take a lot of time around is that we had two really strong, financially strong organisations coming together. Um, often what happens in the financial services industry, particularly in the mutual space, you might have two organisations, one who's stronger than the other, coming together. But in our case, it was two large organisations, both financially strong, both financially sound, coming together. And um, so, you know, the uh, regulator just needs to work through all the process. Yeah. We we compete against the big four banks. We both compete really well against the big four banks. They have been and always will be our competition. You know, people like the Commonwealth Bank are 100 times the size of us. So Greater Bank and Newcastle permanent coming together will enable us to continue to take up that fight to mm. provide better products and services, to provide better rates to our customers, um, than what the big four banks do, despite their size advantage. So when we talked about scale and coming together to, to bring greater scale, it's about making sure all these great things we do today, we can continue to do tomorrow mm. and the next day and the next day. So straight away, I mean, as soon as this was was you know put on the table, there's there's some questions that that came to me, um, and of course after the passing of it of it now. So we are being told that that, that both organisations will continue to stand alone. You you will both run down down parallel paths. You will have the one board and uh, and the one management organisation. Things like um, Jeff, you know, you, you have two marketing heads, you have two comms heads, you have um, two foundations, you have uh, one of your sponsors, the the Newcastle Jets, the other, you know, sponsors the Newcastle Knights. Where is that all going to to come out in the wash? I mean, obviously, you know, you're not going to need two marketing managers at, at the top of the of the train. You're not going to need, uh, you know, your two foundation heads. Where where is this going to all come out in the wash? Um, the, the exec team, so you're, you're right, there'll be one execu- 
the executive team. There will be one organisation, so we'll have two brands running within the one organisation, so there'll be brand support. So the things that each brand does will have the support and need the support from a marketing perspective and from a foundation perspective that they do, both do. We've spoken about you know, our, our desire to do even more in the community. So again, coming together is not about doing less. It's about doing more. This is an absolute growth story. So we've said all along that you know, there is an enormous amount of work being done successfully by both teams at the moment. We're not bringing them together to make a smaller organisation. We are bringing them together to continue to do the great things we do here, but to take what we do to even more Australians and to grow outside this region. That's that's the plan. So there are plenty of jobs for everyone, mm. but absolutely, in, in terms of any merger, you will have a structure that has one set of operational executive line, mm. um, but the work that's already there needs to be done by yeah. a whole team. So we get great, you know, it's an opportunity to get insight and fresh ideas from both sides. Mm. We can now, we've got the yes vote, we can start working on what that brand strategy looks like for both brands, how we mm. grow both brands going forward. Um, and we can develop our strategy for day one and beyond. So we're, we start to get into the exciting stuff from now, don't we? Mm. So obviously there is a potential for redundancies that uh, that goes with any merger. Um, those redundancies would be more likely at the top than at the at the lower level. Uh, no forced redundancies. We've made that promise for for two years. Um, so there will be no forced redundancies. We've said that from the get go. And again, that's that's because this is a growth story. So, mm. again, that it's one of the questions, Tracy, that a lot of our members actually ask from the get go as well. And the difference the difference is the structure of this deal. So we are two mutuals, customer owns coming together. And one organisation's not buying the other. Mm. So there's no cash being paid to shareholders. Both balance sheets are put together, and we don't have to get a return on investment. Mm. So where you find, you know, a normal acquisition. People are under, organisations are under pressure to cull and or to, to, to find economies of scale. That's not why we're doing this. We don't need to do that. And that's not that's not the purpose of what we're doing. We're not bringing ourselves together to make ourselves a smaller organisation. So the basic principles of that are supporting what we're saying about why we don't need to, to, to make to redundancies. redundancies. Correct. And what will happen, Tracy, over time, businesses evolve. I mean, any business today, whether it be financial services or other, they adapt to suit the changing market. So our business will change over time as well. And as Jeff said, you know, there'll be opportunities that are created because of that change. And so, you know, it's not a case of, you know, trying to bring two organisations together to just cull people. Um, that's not what we're about. It's really to make a bigger organisation. We want to retain the talent in Newcastle. And um, by you know growing the organisation, that just creates those opportunities. The other thing too is, as we become bigger, um, you know, as I said earlier, financial services is a highly regulated market, and so as you become bigger, you're subject to more scrutiny, and that means more investment in more systems. You know, all of that regulatory mm. stuff. So again, that creates further opportunities for uh, for people with um, with skills. Mm. So I suppose, you know, in, in any merger, there's always one that's more powerful than the other, one that has more voting power than the other. From what you're both telling me here, no, that's not the case. What happens if something something occurs? I mean, I know, Wayne, obviously you become the chair of, of the new organisation. Jeff, you're the deputy. However, Bernadette is the CEO, who is the current CEO of the PERM, um, whereas the greater is is the deputy. So obviously you've already found ways to uh, to massage that, that going forward. 
What happens if we do have a, a disagreement? Obviously, there's got to be things in place. Um, I think the easy answer is, Tracy, from day one, we're, we're a new entity. So we're a merged entity and directors have the responsibility to operate in the best interests of the members and the members on day one are the members of both organisations put together. Um, so, so it's not a difficult, it's not a difficult mm. thing to do. The strategy will be developed, which we're starting to develop jointly now, which will set up our day one, day two planning on, on how we go about this. Um, the integration of, of two organisations of this size is not an easy task, no, but, but we've got all. some great people mm. and they're all committed to this. They're absolutely committed to the benefits that this merger will provide and they're very highly skilled and experienced people in doing this stuff as well. So we're really confident of, mm. of getting it right. Uh, for day one and for getting it right for our members going forward. Yeah. There's certainly been, there's been a little bit of unease occasionally, you know, amongst uh, amongst staff, which that's natural, you know, as, as any of us know, that's that's very natural. How are you feeling? How's your staff, obviously, yesterday and today? How are the staff of both organisations? Look, I, I think there's, uh, I, for some, Tracy, there'll be that, you know, what does the future mean? But, you know, I've said to our people and anybody who's prepared to listen to me, this is an opportunity, as Jeff said, this is, will be a new organisation and everyone will have that opportunity to influence and build a particular culture. You know, by bringing t together two organisations, in, and in my career I've I experienced that over the years, um, two organisations merged. And what happens, it's really not one culture or another. Two organisations develop their own culture. And what I say to people is, you know, embrace the opportunity because you will play a part, irrespective of where you fit in the organisation, you will play that your part in influencing that new culture mm -hmm. so that, you know, there will be this combined culture of, of a new organisation that Jeff's talked about. And I think, you know, for a lot of our people, I've even had some people who said, you know, they, they look, uh, found that opportunity or that uh, possibility really exciting, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, change is always difficult. You either embrace it, it or you be. get scared of it. Yeah. But, you know, change is a, is a fabulous opportunity. Jeff, I know that you addressed some of your staff this morning. How are they? Absolutely excited. Mm. They're totally excited. I think it's been, you know, it's been a long journey and this takes it to that next step of reality, which is really important. But, you know, I've been out and about, as has Wayne, to our branches and, and talking with customers and our teams they do an amazing job. They are just so into this. They understand. It's, it's like getting the message right, making sure that all of your staff clearly understand what you're doing and why, and giving them the opportunity to buy into it. And, and both teams have absolutely bought into it to the point that, you know, they are our best salesmen with our customers mm -hmm. and our members. They, they are why it's been such a great success with the vote. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, guys, it is, uh, it's one minute to 10. So do you mind if uh, if you hang around? Because I've uh, obviously I need to touch on the customer side of the business because that is, uh, that's obviously the most important side. So we might go to news and then uh, then come back. How's that sound? Sound like a plan? Got no, look, no we're only we're only holding up the financial review. There's that's nobody important at all. No one. Yo, we Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. You're listening to Newcastle in the morning. Joining me is uh, Jeff Ether, who is the chair of the Newcastle Permanent. Good morning, Tracy. You're an icon. I think that means Wayne. She's calling us old. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, Wayne. Would no, I, I? And I Wayne Russell from I think the Newcastle. That's what that means. Yeah, I, I think Tracy was referring to the organisations <laughs> as opposed to us. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> both, both, both exceptional individuals. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, gentlemen? Welcome back. Thank you for thank you, thank you for staying with us. Um, so we, we've talked about the staff. 
Um, we've talked about the processes. Obviously, the big thing is the customer. Now, um, I know from the way that, that you uh, you talk and that, that the marketing, everything for both organisations, the customer is at the centre of it. Yep. Will we see any changes? So we know that as of today, it, it's able to proceed. It's probably not going to actually happen until March of next year. Will we see any outward signs of these changes? Well, the customers won't, Tracy. I mean, as we've said, we've got the two brands. That's why we're maintaining the two brands. So for our customers, whatever brand they feel comfortable dealing with, they'll be able to do that. So, And we know that we have many of our customers of customers of both brands, so they could do that. Um, some are very passionate about Greater, some are very passionate about Newcastle Perm. So whatever they want to do, or whatever brand they want to deal with, they can continue to do that. And, and that's why we're maintaining the dual brands. Yeah, nothing, nothing changes for our customers from day one. So, so this merger is about day two and beyond. It's, it's about the next generation of customers and making sure both iconic brands are actually here for the customers of tomorrow and the next one. So, so as a customer, Jeff, and I know you and I were speaking um, off air before, uh, before we came on, I suppose some of the, the benefits are going to be, as you mentioned, that uh, you know at the moment you're the corner store, you're, you're the IGA, the big fours are, are the Coles, are the Woolworths. Um, at the moment, you're offering prices that are cheaper and better than, than the big, big fellas. Obviously, that's where your growth is going to come. Absolutely. It's, we want to take this model. So, so, so our customer-owned model is vital. So it's essential to how we do business. Putting the customer first, giving the benefits of our organisation back to our customers in better pricing, so better term deposit rates, uh, lower home loan rates, uh, as opposed to, to shareholder-owned organisations like the big four banks who pay out two-thirds of their profit mm -hmm. to shareholders. So their focus is maximisation of profits and return of dividend. And that's why smaller organisations like ours actually offer better rates on most occasions than the big four banks. So we're able to compete, but this merger coming together, we need scale because of the rising costs, the mm -hmm. rising cost of technology that Wayne spoke about. Um, we need to grow a bigger business to absorb those costs and continue to provide the benefits to our customers. And we want to take what we do really well to even more customers mm -hmm. in sort of growing the business beyond our traditional home base. And that, that will be the next big thing, won't it, uh, Wayne, taking the, the Greater and the Newcastle Permanent around Australia? I mean, I know you are in, in you know, several other areas already, but uh, it is really taking it, uh, it nationwide and globally. That, that's really the next step, isn't it? Well, it yes. By being having a multi-brand um, organisation, you can take your brands to particular parts of the country. But to be able to do that, you've got to have a, a really strong technology base. And that's, again, one of the benefits of, of merging the two organisations. With that technology base, we can build on that. We can leverage it faster than we otherwise would be able to if we were standalone organisations. And in the financial services industry, you know, we were talking about customers. That's largely customer driven so the services that customers demand and want and expect these days if they don't get it they'll walk with their feet and they'll go to someone who mm. does provide it yeah. so by being able to um, have the capacity to invest in new products and services that our customers want you can bring them to market quicker than we otherwise would be able to so that plus 
as Jeff said, you know, the, the things that we're good at, the service, that customer service, we can take that on a, on a broader scale than we otherwise would be able to if we were just local businesses. Yeah. And I suppose the other thing is from a purely marketing perspective, it's easy to put a, a greater bank in, in Ballarat or in Perth than it is to put a Newcastle permanent. Correct. Great, great generic brand, absolutely. Mm. The, the other thing, Tracy, we, we've got great goodwill nationally. So both organisations punch way above their weight. Um, take the Forbes, the, you know, Forbes does, goes around every country in the world and they rate the top banks in each country. For the last three years, both Greater Bank and Newcastle Permanent are in the top five banks in Australia, and the Greater Bank was the top Australian-owned mm. bank in one year. Newcastle Permanent was the top Australian-owned bank in another year. This is for the whole of Australia, yet we only operate in a confined geographical space. Mm. So there are customers out there going, "Wow, how do I how do I get a piece of this? How can I mm. how can I take the products and services that these people these people deliver?" So we've got there's enormous goodwill out there for us in terms of national recognition to take what we do really well to a broader audience. Guys, my final question uh, is is really around, I suppose, the cost of living, and uh, you know, I just find it abhorrent to see the uh, some of the profit figures coming out for for Westpac and for for the Commonwealth Bank at the moment. You know, we've got interest rates skyrocketing, and these guys' profits are going through the roof. How are you finding the cost of living pressures at the moment uh, within both banks? I mean, obviously, we know that uh, we know that interest rate rises are going up. There's nothing you can do about it. So that's set by the Reserve Bank. Um, how are you finding that the, the pressure is on on people out there with home loans, with with you know, car mortgages, with with whatever they've got? How are you finding it? Um, from our perspective, at the moment, our customers are, are, are quite resilient. We've seen no change uh, in the number of people seeking support or help. Um, but there's a lag between some of those increases being passed on as well. So, you know, the more that comes, the, the, the bigger the, pro- the problem is potentially. We still have, you know, as at last week, we still have 90% of our customers in advance in their repayment. So in a really good spot. Um, and we have customer support teams who reach out to customers as well if, if they start to experience problems and, and we encourage them to talk to us about how we can manage their circumstances mm. and, and help them through the process as well. So, you know, touch wood at the moment, mm. we, we, we're not seeing anything that is concerning, but the more they rise, mm. then the, the greater the mm. potential is for that. And what I think about you, Wayne? Yeah, and the same thing, Tracy. You know, I mean, all financial institutions usually monitor how their customers are travelling by way of arrears reports and things like that. And both organisations, we haven't seen any appreciable movement in, in their arrears. As Jeff said, you know, a lot of our customers are actually ahead in their repayments. And uh, again, I think this is the similarity with both organisations. Our lending, um, you know, the, the process that we go through in approving loans yeah. is very similar. And both organisations are fairly conservative. So, you know, our uh, lending arrears are, are very small. And as I said, our customers are um, quite resilient at the moment. Yeah, Trace, it's worth it's worth noting too that look, both of us would factor in when we approve a home loan today, we're doing the, 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 the affordability for the customer on the basis of what if the interest rates went up by 300 basis points. Mm. So what if they went up by 3% is how their ability to repay is calculated. Mm. So there's a buffer built into that. It's not about, well, can you afford this rate mm. now? We actually look at, you know, can they yeah. afford 3% rise? Mm. The reality of this situation, I don't think we've ever had an experience in that. If you look back at the records, 
that have been kept for um, for retail banking, I don't think we've ever seen rises as rapid as this before. So we're in yeah. uncharted territory here, and that's what we've got to be mindful of. We really are, and not only do we yeah. have ha- you know home loans going up, we also have uh, you know sixty odd percent increases in electricity. Yeah. We have you know incredible increases in our groceries. Yeah. It is that entire life that's gone, going up, isn't it? So, yeah. Do you expect in the next six months to see us, uh, see any of your customers come under increased pressure or we just have to sit and wait and see? Um, I, I, I think as interest rates goes up, there will be more pressure and, and it comes to individual circumstance. The biggest problem is unemployment, though. So normally the biggest factor on ability to repay in terms of housing is, is unemployment. And we're at record low levels of unemployment. So there are jobs there for everyone, which means there are incomes. Um, so whilst people have their incomes, they can you know, cut their cloth and their mm. expenses to, to make sure that they can retain their, their house, obviously, mm. and, and meet their repayments. Um, but if they get into difficulty, we're happy to work with them to, to, to work out how they can manoeuvre their way through difficult situations. And that's what I like about you, you, you two as opposed to the big fours. The big fours, uh, yeah, no, you, you there's no support. There's no, no arm around the shoulder. Um, it's just, hey, you haven't paid, bang, hit, hit you on the head. Wayne, what's next? Obviously, uh, this will most likely be in place by March of next year. Um, so where to? I mean, you're allowed to have tomorrow, today and tomorrow off, okay? <laughs> okay. You can rest. No, today it's not. No, it's yeah, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what happens as from uh, as from Monday? What's the process now? Well, from here, Tracy, you know, it's, it's really, as we said initially, there's no change. People won't see anything. But in the corporate level, we'll start to try and then integrate the two businesses and so that process will need to start and and there's actually been um, that that's been going on for some time now now that we've had the positive member vote uh, we're able to actually share more data than we've been able to in the past Mm. so what that'll enable us to do some of those initial plans and uh, things that we've started to consider we'll be able to then consider them in more detail Jeff's already touched on you know how we develop our strategy for the future and whilst that's been ongoing we'll be able to do it um, probably in more depth and more consideration than we've been able to do now, now that we can share more mm-hmm. data. And I suppose the message really is, if, if you're, there is a two-year moratorium obviously on clo- closing any banks and ba- branches, but if you want your branch to stay, use it. Yeah. It's well, that simple. More customers yeah, come in, come th- charging into <laughs> to our branches. We're happy to sign up new customers every day and we'll deliver a great service to you. You certainly will. You, you sound like someone who's, uh, should, who's worked in, in marketing and PR. Listen to you. Listen, should be a salesman. Listen to you go, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, guys. I know it has been a big journey and uh, the journey is actually only just starting. So congratulations. I really look forward to seeing where, uh, as I said at the beginning, where these two incredible hunter organisations go to from here and uh, and really just putting us uh, us on the map both nationally and internationally thank you for your time and congratulations Thanks, Thanks very much, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. That, uh, that is Jeff Ether, who is the chair of the Newcastle Permanent, and Wayne Russell, who is the chair of the Greater Bank. Those positions will change to new titles, and, uh, of course, we will keep you across any developments that come out of that merger. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked-about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters, and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.